0: Is that our intro for today? Yeah, that was the
1: funk. Hey. I brought the funk. From
0: the Presenium, the podcast about filmmaking and movie watching. I'm Tim. I'm Dustin. And today we are talking about what, Dustin? I'm going to be talking
1: about the film Black Coat's Daughter.
0: What is that one? I've never
1: heard of that one. Um, It came out, technically it came out multiple times according to IMDb. 2015, 2017. It came out in America in 2017. It is an American film, but they released it at a film festival, I think, in 2015. But it was released. I don't know why I'm talking. It's released in 2017. We'll just say 2017. 2017. It's a, it's a horror movie, and it is about two Catholic girls that get left at the school during break and. And mysterious happenings go on. There's a lot of spoilers that I really am going to have a tough time not getting into. That, that,
0: that really narrows it down. <laughs> that's the basic. Very, very specific. That's, I can that's see what the I'll movie say. in my head now.
1: Yeah, that's what I'll say right now. It is directed by, and I didn't know this, is directed by Anthony Perkins' son, um, Oz Perkins. Oh. Anthony Perkins is known for what, Tim? Psycho. Psycho, yes.
0: And Psycho 3 um,
1: and several others. He was in 2, wasn't he? Wasn't he two and three? I believe so. I don't know. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Black Coat's <laughs> Daughter. Uh, it is an A24 film, and I'm a sucker for A24 films, as you know, Tim.
0: Quick question on that. Well, yes. Are they just the distributors? Or are they the ones
1: actually making these the high quality? They're Okay, so they're,
0: they're going out and handpicking the movies they want yeah, to put their, they look, their they brand give them, on. Yeah, they get the
1: funding. So this did actually make some money, apparently. Its budget was, it looks like $12 and it made nineteen. That might be wrong, actually. It's IMDb. I don't know. They don't have it. Anyway, what would you like to know about this? Here's it, was what,
0: was it theatrical
1: release or was it Netflix or? No, it was theatrical. It was theatrical, but it was low. It was limited release. Like I said, they released it at a film festival, but I don't remember which one. How did you find out about it?
0: Just word of mouth. You everyone was talking about I this great movie.
1: Of? Oh no, no. So how I found out about it was I was on a 24s four's website looking at Midsummer. And they had it linked, and it said horror movie. And I said, I've never heard of this movie. So I clicked on it and bought it on Amazon for like eight bucks. Um, so it stars Karen and how do you say her name? Karen and Shipka. Do you know who that is? No. Uh, she plays Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina I on Netflix. Those. Oh, it's on Netflix now. All right. But she was also Don Draper's daughter in Mad Men. It um, also has Emma Roberts. She plays Joan, who's like a mental patient that escapes. All right. We, so we, backtrack. We, do we know she's a mental patient? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So backtrack. This film is paced incredibly slow, and is it a slow burn. Or yes, it's it's a slow burn. But the tone of the movie is so well done that at the end of it, when I shut the movie off, I was like, I feel terrible right now, <laughs> which is a good thing because this is a horror movie and you just feel awful. But then at the end. There's also kind of an ambiguous ending where you kind of, after you watch it, you think it's kind of sad because the actual movie, and good horror does this, what the actual movie is about is technically loneliness. It's, I mean, it's a film about loneliness. If you took the horror elements out of it, it would be like a depressing film about a girl that's lonely, essentially. Okay. But it's done so well, and there's some really grisly graphic stuff that happens at the end that that slow burn pays off. But it also adds to the tone of just this oppressive. It takes place in the winter, so it's dark the whole time and kind of grayish tone, and the school is empty, and it's just the cinder block like hallways that we all know and love. And um, it's just these two girls. How do they
0: end up in the school by themselves? Or is that. A-
1: okay, so school ends. Is that the end of my synopsis? That's not the end of <laughs> my synopsis. That's not the end of my synopsis, Tim. So it's also broken up into. What I technically define is four sections, but it's actually broken up into three segments that are actually titled. So one is titled Kat, who is Kiernan Shipka's, which is hers at the end. One is Rose, who is the other girl, who is pretty much the protagonist, but it's weird. It kind of jumps back and forth who you're supposed to be rooting for. And then the third section is Joan, who is the girl that breaks out of the mental institute. And the girl that breaks out of the mental institution is trying to get to the school. you don't know why she gets picked up at a at a truck or at the bus station by two elderly couple who are traveling to the same town so like these weird events start happening but other events that you watch earlier are happening at the same time does that make sense yes all right so that's essentially how it's set up so then things that are happening at the school might have happened later they might have happened earlier so it's kind of fuzzy until the end you say oh I get where all that happened or why that happened. There is some kind of demonic entity in the movie that there's like a possession type. Uh, because it is a Catholic school, so there's like a possession type narrative running through it. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I can tell by you, are just staring at me right now like, wait.
0: I have questions, but I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to I don't interrupt your synopsis. Yeah, yeah,
1: so that's the synopsis of it. So that's all I'll tell you without giving you spoilers, but...
0: The question that came to my mind is, how can it be about loneliness if you're possessed?
1: Uh, I can't say that without a spoiler. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just just like,
0: if, how can you be lonely when you've got this demon living so inside of you? So, it
1: opens with Kat, which is Kierna Shipka, her character, and she has dreams that her parents die in a car accident. So, you watch in different segments where she's crossing off on the calendar days until they're supposed to come pick her up, but then they don't pick her up. So, she's afraid that they're in a car accident or an automobile accident. Well, she gets left there, and that's why she gets left there, because she says, yeah, my parents are going to come pick me up in, like, a day. And so then the other girl that's left there is an upperclassman, and she treats her poorly. Um, And the headmaster informs, I think, Rose to watch over Kat, but she doesn't because Rose secretly thinks she's pregnant. So she leaves, and she's not supposed to, and she leaves Kat at the school by herself to go with her potential baby daddy. It's insinuated she gets an abortion, but you never see it.
0: Because the pregnancy story never, come, never comes back up? It
1: doesn't matter. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You see the movie from three different perspectives, really. So you see it from Kat's perspective, where she feels isolated, and then the girl that's supposed to watch over her leaves her at the school, There's some weird stuff that happens when she's there that you don't see until later. And then she starts acting strangely, which is where the possession thing starts to take hold, where then it switches to Rose's story, and she's starting to think that Kat is possessed. And so there's that storyline, but then it'll switch to Joan, who breaks out of the mental institution to go to the school. But then at the end, it all comes full circle into a kind of grisly, violent climax,
0: I remember I think you texted me after you watched it saying it was a intense movie or an intense yes, movie. Yes, it is an intense movie. So is it capital H horror or yes. all all caps? This horror? is
1: capital H horror and there are no there's no part of that movie that has any type of jokes or <laughs> happiness. Uh it's pretty it's dark. It's a dark it, film. It's dialed down the whole time. Yeah, you feel like I said, you get done watching it and you're like, "Oh, I just feel bad."
0: If I'm a fan of if I'm
1: a fan of other movies, like horror movies, yeah, of other
0: of other horror movies, in this, then you'd say, oh, if you like this, the witch, like, which one? The witch. So if you like the it's witch? It's close you to like the this? witch. Okay.
1: In the same kind of tone and slow. The witch is a slow burn, which I love. The witch. It's one of my favorite horror movies. This might now be up in the top of my list. I'd have to. I need to watch it again. I've only watched it once, but it's right in my alley with kind of just the slow pacing. The there's no jump scares. It's not that kind of horror. It's uncomfortable. Did you watch it afternoon, evening? I watched it in like the middle of the day, so so, what, so you, it was <laughs> The a, sun was coming
0: in. <laughs> so It wasn't a <coughs> middle of the night. No. it's raining. I'm in. I'm in a no. Like I said, movie. I mean,
1: when you watch it, and especially once you get to the end of the movie and you see how it unfolds, um, you realize that it's a much deeper film than just a horror movie. So it's and it's very much about, like I said, it's about the idea of loneliness and how it affects people. Through trauma, because she believes her parents are dead in a car crash, and they never show up to pick her up. And so, yeah, that's all I can tell you about spoilers. I wish I, <laughs> I should do like a spoiler. I'll watch it again and do a spoiler the if, if we, I'm just telling people they need to go watch this movie. So, if we
0: give people a chance right now to bail, and you can go into a spoiler, spoiler section, would you be up, would you be up for that?
1: I I will be up for it. Do you, do you want to know the spoilers, or do you want to watch I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I'm fine knowing the spoilers. Oh, okay. We'll do spoilers in, what, at, eight at, seconds? I need another drink.
0: Do you have any more recaps you want to you mm. want to cover? Anything else that uh, some so people I, need to
1: know about this movie? If yeah, they you ask me my, my grades. Up. My grade scale. Yeah, grade
0: scale. I give it an A. It is an A movie. And what right. were your expectations going in, other than all you knew I about was... I didn't
1: know, because if you get on, like... Um, Again I'm starting to like these movies more so when I look on Amazon or Rotten Tomatoes or anything or IMDB and it's generally like a 70% movie that's a good indication to me that it's probably good it's either really it's either good or bad because that means <laughs> there' was a doubt. <laughs> and so I looked at Amazon it's either one star or five stars and so then I was reading some of the comments of why it was one star and people were like this is boring this is slow this is but then you'd read the five stars and they'd say well it's a slow burn horror movie and I like slow burn horror movies. Right. So, akin to The Shining, something like that. It's, it's not a popcorn grinder. It's no, not it's a No, it's not a comfort stuff. movie. It's not a <laughs> it's not a cotton candy movie. It's none of those. I guess comfort movie, if yeah. you like horror movies. Uh, but if you like horror movies, I suggest that you watch The Black Coat's Daughter. If you do not want to watch kind of a slow burn movie, do not. Do not even it. are looking for more... Yeah, if you're looking for jump scares and kind of, um, I don't know... The James Wan, what's the, what's the, the Conjuring, uh, like Annabelle knows. Yes. It's not that. All right. It's not the jump scare, jump scare, scary image, jump scare. But like I said, there are there are unnerving scenes. There is violence and gore, not a lot, but you're so used to not seeing it because it's slow that once you see it, it's shocking. But yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's only an hour and a half, so it's not.
0: And you'd watch it again.
1: Yes, I need to watch it again. I just I was gonna watch it again, and then I didn't want to subject Amanda to that on Saturday night. It just it was, I did, it it did, yeah, time? I was like, I don't want you to feel like crap when you get to watch this because she watches
0: horror movies with you, doesn't? She? Yeah, we watch horror movies. Yeah, but it just wasn't the time for that one. Yeah, no. so it is one of those ones you need to put on. You need to be it's got to be like a,
1: yeah, you gotta go. I am gonna watch that on May thirty first and get ready for it. <laughs> so I am hoping Midsummer is similar to that, but I don't know. Hereditary? Hereditary would be another one. If people liked Hereditary, they'd probably like this. Good to know. Yeah. If you are interested in watching this movie,
0: but do not want to hear spoilers, now is the time to, well not quite now, but in a few minutes, disconnect. <laughs> Just remember this is from the Persinium Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, many others. You also can find it on our website, which is ProsceniaFilmSociety.org. We are at Persinia Film on Instagram and Twitter. Give us your thoughts and comments on, what's the title of the movie? The Black Coat's Daughter. Black, Coat, Black Coat's Daughter. Directed by
1: Oz Perkins. There you go.
0: If you are interested in hearing Dustin's spoilers for this movie. Spoilers. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you do, if you want no spoilers,
1: this is the time to press pause. I need that like elevator music. Spoiler time. Floor. All right. The
0: spoiler floor is now open.
1: All right. Black coat's daughter, where are the spoilers? What do you want to know?
0: <laughs> Why is the timeline confusing until the final? All right.
1: So what happens is Karen Shipka, who is the girl who thinks her parents are dead. So after the other girl leaves, she's left alone and the phone rings. And she keeps – there's this reoccurring motif of calling people or getting a phone call because she thinks her parents are going to call. So she picks it up and you don't hear the first time who's talking to her because you're not in her segment. So when you get to her segment, it kind of backtracks and then you see the other girl leave and you see and you hear the phone call and whoever calls her is not a human talking. Rose, I think that's her name. I keep the names I keep getting. um, Yeah, Rose. So Rose comes back after being with her boyfriend. I guess she informed him that she was pregnant. She can't find Kat anywhere. So she goes down to the basement and she sees Kat doing some kind of ritual in front of like the furnace. Like doing these weird bow, like devil worship type things.
0: Are we led to her having these predispositions before or is she now because she's had Not these yet. So, right. Yeah,
1: well she has Should these it? premonitions so she starts and it's Catholic so there's that weird kind of religion subtext going on there with the paranoia of being possessed or whatever you get into the like typical possession motif where she feels sick and she says like nasty stuff to the nuns that live there. there's two nuns live there but there's also this scene where before rose leaves she tells cat that the two women that run the school are witches but you see when you go to cat's point of view, the actual camera angle for the scene switches where you're behind her talking to and she hears it, and so as of the audience, you start to think that there is an actual witch coven, which there's not. So the way the narrative is spun is you're watching for this like witch trope to show up so that when you see her in the basement worshiping the boiler, you go, oh, the witches must have her. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So when it jumps to... uh, God, what's her name that gets out of the... Joan that gets out of the mental institution. You see her at the bus station cutting the hospital and you see flashbacks in her perspective of like a mental institution Then, so you know that she was in it, but then you see a really weird flashback where there's someone sitting in a bathtub and you only see her feet and then the door kind of slowly starts to, or the camera starts to pan into the bathroom and there's like a strange shadow on the wall above her. You see that later too. So then, the girl is leaving, and there's this road movie again, where she's traveling, (laughs) but you don't know why she's going back. And you see her like trace the map with her finger to the town that she's where the school is. The two people that pick her up are older, and you don't know why they're going to that town either. As it turns out, she's hitchhiking. Yeah, they they pick her up. They're like she's hitchhiking at the station. As it turns out, they start to drop hints that their daughter was murdered at the school. As she's going, it'll go back to the school where the two girls are by themselves, so the narrative gets where you're then saying, wait, one of these people are going to be murdered, I think, because they're going, but then you start to go, wait, what's the timeline? So am I watching this in the past? Is this happening in the future? Okay. Right? As things unfold, she ends up, um, Karen Shipka's character ends up murdering the two women and cutting their heads off. Because the two then, nuns, yeah. Okay, but you don't see it. You see like the 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 headmaster shows up at the school because then as the, the you're realizing something's not right. At she's possessed or something, and they show up at the school and try to get in, and they won't show you. You just see like blood smeared on the wall and all kinds of stuff. Later, after that happens, it switches to her perspective in the past, and you watch everything from her point of view. So like when she's talking to. Rose telling her about the witches. The camera slowly, like, moves into the room, and you see this, like, dark shadow creature. Like, it's literally a shadow that looks like a demon. Right. And so then it flashes back, or there's a 180-degree a break where you're seeing her look at the creature, and then there's a scene where she's in the bathtub, which then you see it as that's the flashback where the demon thing is standing behind her in the bathtub. Okay. So then you say... Wait a second. Who is the girl going to the school? Spoiler alert, it's her older. And the two people driving her there are the parents of the girl that she was with. So the whole narrative you've been watching was actually in the past. The two girls with the nuns were the past? The ones that were trapped in the school. Right. Yeah. That's the past. Karen Shipka, that's her older, breaking out of a mental institution, trying to go back to the school. Okay. She gets back to the school, and those are her parents, because then you see, like, flowers on the seat, and they get to the school, and the school's boarded up. So this all happened, this tragedy happened, and the mom's even talking about, my daughter was murdered at the school. Well, then she reaches up out of nowhere and starts stabbing them in the neck, like, saws their heads off, and puts them in a suitcase. I oh, said, so "What <laughs> is does
0: it start getting gory? Apparently now. Yeah. <laughs> at the
1: same time, you see, it goes back to... Young Her murdering Rose in the hallway. Yeah, Cuts her head off, takes it down to the boiler because she's possessed by this demon. Is she possessed or just crazy? She's possessed. So, well, and then there's this weird... Because if you watch it one way, is she really possessed? But if you watch it from her perspective, she thinks she's possessed. Old Her takes the heads down to the boiler, but the school's shut up and the boiler's not on. So she sets the heads there. And then there's a flashback where she's in the hospital after she murders Rose and they do an exorcism on her, the main priest, but there's only one guy there. And so they're exercising her and she looks to the corner and you see like the shadow demon and it leaves. But then it cuts back to her looking and she's crying and she tells him not to leave. So then it goes back to her older and Nothing's there, and then literally the last shots—just her standing in the road, like with blood everywhere, crying—and then it's over.
0: What about this movie makes you happy? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. But, but you, you enjoyed—you enjoyed the movie as as a as a horror. Oh, as me. Yeah, <clears throat> as you. They, they yeah. Were, as a well done story that kept you in suspense. Yes. Well, and, and the and,
1: whole way that the timeline is manipulated was so well done because it's technically a twist but it's not but it keeps you the whole time going well why is this girl going to the school and then if you go back and watch it things will link up like there's a scene where karen shipka at the school is going to call her parents and there's a point of view shot where she has 50 cents in her hand and she calls but then later when she gets out of the mental institution older she opens her hand and she has 50 cents but you don't really connect it because you're like oh or they're trying to and there's a there's a shot where she gets out of the shower And she has kind of scars on her back, which end up being the sheriff comes out and shoots her because he sees that she's worshiping heads on the ground when she's younger. (laughs) So those are the scars from like the buckshot or whatever because she tried to attack him so that that was really well done the acting is really well done but in terms of horror movies the way that the tone is established through you know the the lighting and the slow camera movement and the pacing nothing in that movie when you get done breaks that tone and that's why i said at the end i just feel awful at the end of it which is what it's supposed to do so to evoke that emotion in in me as a Watching it right. is something that I like. The Witch does that too. Whereas the same where it was just like that kind of dark tone that follows through the entire movie. Whereas you're exhausted by the end of it because you're just like, this is miserable. How long did you
0: sit on the couch after you turned the movie off to just... Probably five or ten minutes. To just like, absorb the And then I, and then I or... fell
1: into the YouTube hole of trying to... There's really not much on YouTube about this movie. There's one video discussing the loneliness factor, like I said. But other than that, there's really there's a couple trailers of it, but no one was really talking about it. So maybe I should write something about it. I
0: say, what what other information would you want out there? Since you're, I mean, one thing I was thinking
1: about that's interesting is just the idea of how the narrative is structured, not so much to trick the viewer, but to mislead them. Whereas you think you, in a way, you think you're watching these narratives that aren't real, like the witch where she convinces her there's witches. There's not. But you as a reader, because you know these tropes are established in movies, you're thinking, oh, it's probably a coven of witches. and she's, But actually she just murders those women that aren't actually witches and uh, severs their heads and worships But it sounds
0: th- like she really is possessed.
1: From her perspective, she is. From everyone else, I mean, you don't so, see the so, demon and you don't see the – Oh, so the, the priest
0: isn't watching the shadow demon?
1: No, he just – and he's the only one in the room when he exercises her. So then there's a – because she kind of lifts up uh. off the bed – but then the way that scene is shot and it's told in her where the title card, you know, says her name, it's kind of from her perspective. So did she really lift up up like off the bed? And she didn't lift that she doesn't lift that high. It's not like the Exorcist or right. Ghostbusters where she's floating. But when she looks in the corner and she sees the demon walk away, that's when she says, Don't leave. Which then you know, oh, this movie's But then that's the sad aspect. So then you get to then you go, Wait, should I be sad that she's like, her parents died, potentially died in a car crash because they're never talked about again. So that, that, she was that, seeing these that's visions. something we never find We never find out no. about. They just never picked her up. You don't hear about them. So maybe they did die in a car crash. Or maybe she killed them. Maybe they did. Well, she doesn't become possessed until the dreams. And she gets paranoid that they're dead. And that's what kind of... She's, she reaches out to the girl who's popular to, like, help her. And she ditches her. And that's where she gets a phone call from whatever she thinks it is so she starts to believe that she is having these visions from something else it sounds like these two
0: girls are isolated in the school yeah and one goes into her crazy mind yeah how is there is there a comparison to the shining in this
1: yeah you could yeah i mean just the surface level they're snowed in i mean it's it takes place during the winter in like massachusetts but that isn't but definitely how it's shot is very shining-esque with the slow camera movements you'll track down long hallways slowly but yeah the idea of isolation being snowed in she goes crazy but the other one you know she's kind of watching her go crazy and you watch it from her um you watch it from rose's perspective at first you don't and get rose is the one that rose is the one that's is pregnant. possessed
0: oh that's pregnant okay
1: you don't get cats until the very end so you even get the girl that breaks out which you don't know that's her yet there's hints like i said it's a good twist because you can go back and watch it and go oh yeah there's I, I, hints there that she's why because there's just questions like why is she getting out why is she going there because she tells them she's going to a town close to it so that they would drop her off but then the camera's focused right on that school, like the town that school is in. But, yeah, the way it's paced, too, is it builds up to that the ending is pretty violent. Um, and you know it's heading there just because you know possession. <laughs> you know possession <laughs> you've, you've, movies you've, you've, at this you've point.
0: Seen, you've seen this, this path before. Yeah.
1: I mean, it doesn't, and it's never, and that's the other thing about is she really possessed. It never goes into that exorcist, um, exorcism of Emily Rose territory where she's like, head spinning and so when you see it she just kind of looks like she's malnourished and tired whereas those movies it's it's apparent that yeah she's got cuts all over her body and vomiting but that doesn't happen so that's why i say then when you get it from her perspective you go what you know yeah she sees like a shadow in the corner but was it really there she just lonely she anxiety is there you know repressed anxiety did her parents die in the past and she was Trying to cope with it, and I don't know. Lots of questions, lots what? of interpretations. Which is
0: sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad to walk out it's of good a movie here.
1: with questions. This is a time where yeah, it's draft. good here because the story's still tied up. Like you, at the end, you go, "Oh, that's what happened." But then you could say you could go back and rewatch it and find things or interpret things differently. But you're still going to get the basic. Yeah, everyone pretty much is murdered except for at the end. <laughs> she even murdered the parents. Has of- of- he directed other movies? um i don't know let me look uh this is the first i knew that he was even directing and i didn't get the connection yeah duh he uh (laughs) he um directed oh that's an actor he's an actor in a lot of stuff uh director three credits i'm the pretty thing that lives in the house which is a netflix movie which i have not watched but i wanted to um, and he is directing a movie about, uh, that's called Gretel and Hansel in 2020. It's in post-production, which might be interesting. I wonder if they're doing like a uh, realist-looking horror movie. So it sounds, like, it sounds
0: like this is kind of
1: where he hangs out. It seems like it. Because I think I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house is also uh, it's a horror movie. But the Black Coat's Daughter was his first from what I'm seeing. He was in Psycho 2 as young Norman Bates. Anyway, so that's that. So
0: this comes highly recommended from Dustin to see the Black Coats Daughter. What does that title come from?
1: At the beginning of the movie, she is standing because you see her in her dream with her dad, and you don't see the dad's face. She's standing next to him, and he's wearing a black coat. And they, sh- and then she asks where m- her mom is, and then it does a point of view shot to a- this mangled car, and her mom's bloody in the front seat. But then later when she gets out of the mental institution, there's a reference to the guy that picks her up or the family that picks her up. He's also wearing a black coat. So then you could say, is the black coat's daughter Rose who gets murdered or is the black coat's daughter Kat who is wanting her parents to come pick her up? More questions. Yeah, it gets deep because then it's like, (laughs) well, her parents are actually, they don't come pick her up because she lies and tells them not to because she has to go get an abortion is the whole reason she's even at the school to get murdered
0: so what's, which what's,
1: then i think in the end it turns out she's not actually pregnant if i remember right oh that was a little detail that i forget how it was slipped in but yeah i don't think she was actually you, you i think walk, that's what it was media. she took uh she took a pregnancy test in one spot and she finds out that she's she's sitting in a bathroom stall there's a, it's a scene of horror because she she takes the pregnancy test and she's not pregnant That she hears cat roaming around doing something weird because <laughs> <laughs> there's no one else at the school I don't know what she's do, talking in tongues or something I don't know but yeah it's interesting just the narrative parallel of uh, her parents not coming to pick her up but they're coming later to put flowers at the school because she was murdered Reverse to uh, yeah Karen Shipka's character wanting her parents to be there but they're dead in a car crash where are, or are they? they? I don't know we'll
0: find out in <laughs> we'll Black Coats Daughter 2 <laughs> no we will not <laughs> electric boogaloo yeah but that's it that's, that's it. it for me great so if you're a fan of this genre and the movies would you call it the witch hereditary? hereditary
1: is another one that if you like those two you'll like
0: you then you you recommend yeah this one
1: it's they're 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 all three i think similar style of kind of a slower psychological horror movie
0: so the black coat's daughter came out
1: in 2017 starring karen shipka and I just got off that page. Emma and... Roberts, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, for people, for people trying to find it. Sorry, I'm looking at griddle Hansel now. Oh. <laughs> Not ready to review. Not ready to Emma. review. It's in post-production. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. If you have any questions, comments about this, email us at podcast at org, or you can contact us directly on Instagram or Twitter. Twitter. At prosceniafilm.org. I follow the Instagram account and Dustin follows the Twitter. Yes. So if you have specific questions I about will this movie, Dustin is, is the one monitoring Twitter and he will gladly engage you in conversations about this movie. I will. Ba-ba-ba-dum. That's it. <laughs>